0: Hello, this is Coach from DFS Coach Talk. Real quickly, before you watch the podcast, I want to mention a couple quick things. We we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we have a special offering here at DFS Coach Talk that is different than any other DFS provider in the industry, and that's why we're the fastest growing. I build everything by hand. We have a group of pros that put in hours and hours every day preparing winning lineups for you in the NBA, NFL, PGA, and Major League Baseball, and we're also doing bonus covers right now of KBO until sports come back. So join now, get a free month this whole month. Uh, The uh, memberships don't start until July 30th, so enjoy that, make some money, build some bankroll, definitely uh, engage with us on all social media, enjoy the podcast, and let's take down some money and just crush it.
1: Summer is here and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to kick back, relax, and make some cash. To get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to $1,000, plus $25 extra free play. That's promo code Coach Talk. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win. And most importantly, when you win, you get paid.
0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And for this KBO slate on this wonderful Saturday, July 18th, I am joined by what I call the KBO sensation himself, Mr. Freddie Mills. Freddie, how are you today?
2: Doing pretty good. How are you? It's a beautiful day here. Uh, I'm having a barbecue uh, later today. So uh, sun's shining. Life's good. How about yourself? You know, I'm. I was mentioned to you
0: before the pod. I'm actually feeling a little better today, so I'm fired up about that. I think I'm on the the upside of this deal. So, unfortunately, I'm still locked down for another six days. But uh, I'll go a little nutty. But uh, I'm. I am starting to feel better. So that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear. No doubt. You. I appreciate it. So uh, talk a little bit about yesterday. I mean, I just wanted to touch on a few things because we we chatted and exchanged a bunch of information and you know we had all these garbage pitchers expecting to get blown up and uh, it actually didn't happen all of those guys pitched pretty well so what was your summation of the slate last night
2: yeah uh, i think all the games actually went on the total which is pretty rare for the KBO especially with those bullpens um, as you mentioned there you had a lot of uh perhaps unproven pitchers uh even you know some career bullpen guys so uh, yeah. i guess if you're breaking it down you would expect some runs to be scored but uh, you know a lot of those guys perform well uh the bullpens were great and uh you know that shows the unpredictability of sports sometimes and uh how you know you can break down the games as good as you want but uh, at the end of the day yeah, there's definitely that level of unpredictability that uh, you can't factor in. You just had to sit back and see how it plays out. Yeah,
0: you gotta you gotta lace them up, as they say, and see how it pans out. But uh, it was fun, though. I mean, we had a a nice night at DFS Coach Talk uh, in cash. GPPs. The hitters didn't quite come through as much as we'd like, but uh, you know we've been on such a hot streak. We're ready to to really get a nice slate going tonight. A lot different story tonight, uh, Freddie, as a, as far as pitchers go. We've got five or six studs compared to just coup last night. Um, do you think overall we're going to get some much stronger pitching this evening?
2: Yeah, I mean, on paper, uh, you have, uh, as you said, four, five, six guys there who uh, have a pretty high pedigree, particularly for this league and have performed uh, well for the most part this season or in pretty good form now. Uh, so again, uh, as we go through the games there, we'll probably be focusing on only a couple where I feel hit, hitters have the advantage. Uh, right. so I do feel, I, I do feel anyway on paper that, uh, some of the pitchers, uh, again, should, uh, dominate things tomorrow, at least in the early innings. Um, you know, I'll talk about, uh, the bullpens a little bit more, but, uh, you know, at the end of weeks, uh, Sunday games, sometimes you do end up with tired bullpens. And another thing you have to factor in this week is um, the rainouts at the end of last week caused there to be four Monday games. So there's four teams, uh, Kia, Kiwoom, Hanwa, and SK, who didn't get the Monday off day. So they're playing their seventh seventh game of the week, uh, which, you know, it, it, you may have some weary arms there at the back end of their bullpen. So, uh, again, hard to predict how that stuff is going to play out, but... Um, that would be something I would be keeping an eye on tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we're on exactly the same page. In my preparation and building my initial skeleton lineup, I, I looked at exactly that. You know, we've that I tried to attack the weaker bullpens that haven't had that scheduled day off because of the rain out. I think they're going to, you know, be hard pressed. And I, with all the good pitching, you know, my theory tonight is you're, you're going to win it with your bats probably in the sixth through ninth innings. Uh, That's that's really the key. So we got to hone in on the correct pitchers and then, uh, you know, get those bats that are going to go against the the tired out bullpens. I think that's a great, great strategy. All right. Before we get started, a couple of things real quickly here. We do have good weather for KBO. So that's a huge plus because that's always a stress if uh, you got to really worry about some heavy rain out game. So it looks like thus far uh, we're doing uh, pretty well on that. Um, Freddie's articles up uh, and both Freddie and I's the podcast here will be up and then I'll be posting both lineups tonight. So I get to go double dip. I'll have uh, the FanDuel lineup in full lineup for you. And we're going to launch something new premiere tonight. Instead of a a big player pool, uh, I'm going to debut the core DraftKings lineup and just take a core group of hitters And a pitcher and uh, give you a base to start so then you can uh, finish out building uh, a lineup and give you a good chance because there's a lot of great pivots tonight so real quickly before we get started this this podcast is brought to you by uh, mybookie.ag it is the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action go to mybookie.ag or our uh, email our website dfscoachtalk.com and put in the promo code Talk, no space, all one word, and you get 50% all the way up to 1000 bucks on your first deposit. And just for being a listener to DFS Coach Talk, you get a $25 free play. And then also our friends at tvg.com, I'm going to be tuning them in here a little later this afternoon. Uh, there's some big Traverse stakes, a big two-year-old steak at uh, Saratoga. You want to catch them out and go to our website dfscoachtalk.com, and you know it's a one of the best offers I've seen out there, uh, if not the best. Uh, TVG gives you a risk-free $300 bet. So you you join with the the promo code Coach Talk, put 300 bucks in there, bet it on somebody, whoever you think's going to hit, to give you a big pool of money to work with. If it loses, TVG gives you the whole $300 back. So. That's a pretty good deal, don't you think, Freddie?
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. You can't beat that.
0: No, money back guarantee. All right, we are going to get started, go through these games. I'm going to set the scene, give you the odds, and we're going to let Freddie do his magic. So first game on the slate, we've got the Lotte Giants at the Samsung Lions. And um, let me see here. Wait a minute. I want to make sure I'm going in the order I told you I was going to go in. No, I'm switching. I'm sorry. I was on the the mybookie.ag site. We're going to go with like we always do. We always go through uh, the order where where we've got the uh, preliminary lineup. So another thing I want to mention right before we get going, it's a 4 a.m. Eastern start tonight. So don't get tricked thinking it's 530 or 5.00. And then, you know, wake up and, and you're already sunk with your lineups. So for me, it'll be 3 a.m. here in Texas. Uh, so we'll be uh, on on there 30 to 40 minutes before uh, the time starts. And I just saw, Freddie, they just updated two rain games. Did you see that? Okay. I did not. No. OK, so let me give you this and keep this in mind, because, you uh, when, when we see any of these games, literally over 33% chance of rain, there's a good chance it's not going to play. I would say it's double the MLB rain odds. Right. So, uh, right, and this just updated. So, Hanwha and LG has a 36% chance of rain. So, Mark put a circle around that. Uh, 14% chance KT and uh, NCD uh, Dinos. Lotte Samsung, only 6%. 21% for Doosan Kia. And the worst one, <clears throat> which is a bummer for me because it's a key game, is Kiwoom and SK, 61% chance of rain. Oh, wow. So get these lineups together. Make it like they're going to all play. Get in there 30, 40, 50 minutes ahead of lock, so we can confirm all the rain games, all the lineups, I'll tell you, when this has happened, Freddie, as as inconvenient and stressful as it is, it's given us a massive edge because yeah. there are people that get confused on the times. They sleep. They don't wake up. They don't even change the lineups. And, you know, hey, if we get a 20 percent edge on the field from that, uh, you know, I like the numbers. So, all right, we're going to go through all five ga- games like they're going to play, but you got to you got to watch them. So, OK, Hanwha Eagles, 17 and 47. With Warwick Sawpole. He's 5 and 7 with a 4.55 ERA. And the LG Twins, 33, 29 and 1, with Casey Kelly 4 and 4 with a 4.63 ERA. The updated uh, MyBookie.AG odds, we've got the LG uh, Twins. Wow, that is a big number. You want to take a guess how big of a favorite LG is?
2: Um, I would guess just because it's Hanwha, probably minus 210. Even bigger, 243.
0: Wow. It's a big fat number for LG tonight. And the over-under is tied for the lowest on the slate at eight and a half. So give us the money here. What do you got, Freddie?
2: Yeah, there's a few things you need to know uh, before uh, looking at this game. Uh, Hanwha just... Uh, called up their new import, uh, Brandon Burns. He made his debut today and <clears throat> picked yeah. up a hit. Uh, I think it's going to be a nice addition for them because they have basically got very little from their import hitters this year. They had uh, Jared Hoyne there who had a successful run with them in the past few years, but uh, just couldn't put it together this season. So uh, Burns in the middle of that lineup, I think can potentially do some damage. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of Hamwa games and there's been a lot of games where they've just left runners on base. So... You know, uh, plug a guy in there who potentially uh, can, um, you know, pick up some pick up some key hits, and yep. uh, you know they may be a little bit more competitive. Uh, the other big thing, which uh, surprises me a little bit with the odds, is LG is uh, back to being really banged off. Uh, their center fielder and leadoff man Lee Chun uh fractured his hand in yesterday's game, so he's now out four to six weeks. Uh, they're still without the third baseman uh, Kim Min Song. Uh, They're still without their their DH and kind of their captain, Park Young-tak. And one of their other key regulars, Shee Eun-sung, is struggling mightily, and they decided to give him a break. So going into this game, they're really without four hitters who they penciled in in their top six preseason. So, um, you know, the depth in this league is something that – People need to realize it's not the same as the pro leagues over here. Uh, you take out some of the key guys, and it, they're just not the same quality coming up in the minor league. So, um, yeah, those would be, I guess, two of the big things pregame. If you look at the matchup here, it's one of the, uh, you know, uh, best pitching matchups on the slate on paper anyway. was uh, going with Warwick Softballs, who's their, who's their ace. Uh, you know, he's been pretty solid all year. Softballs, a guy who's not going to... Um, light up any radar guns. He's not going to wow you with these stuff, but he's really consistent, really solid. Uh, yeah. you know, I look I look at him as kind of like grinder, a pro pro. Um, generally pretty consistent. Uh, yeah. couple, of thi- couple of things, I guess. Uh, he had a rough outing last week uh, against KT, and he gave up uh, six turn runs and uh, five and two thirds. So he'll be looking to bounce back. And generally those veteran guys uh, know how to kind of piece things together and get it back on the right track. Um, one big stat, I guess, for him uh, is he really struggles with right handed bats. Uh, it's a 357 average on the season. Now, then if, if you look at uh, the LG lineup, uh they have a lot of their key hitters here hit from the left side. So you got Kim Hyun soo you got obviously Roberto Ramos, uh, you got OG Wan, their shortstop, uh, among others. Uh, these are guys that are going to hit in their top five. Uh, so if he, if he can maybe uh, keep handling the left handed uh, bats there, uh, there isn't necessarily too many dangerous right-hand bats that may burn um, Another thing uh, to look at with him uh, is he has struggled on the road this season. Um, he has a 519 ERA eight through seven starts. So, yeah. Another thing I guess I'd point out with that, because sometimes these stats are hidden. Uh, when Hammer went through the big uh, losing streak and Sopold had a couple of poor outings in there, they were without the middle infield, Suk and Osun Jin. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of games where there was some routine kind of ground balls hit toward the middle infield that they booted or didn't get to um i've watched their game since those guys returned uh, i think about 10 days ago and they've improved i mean they're, they're not winning many more games but if you look at the scores and their runs against it's it's gone down so yeah. uh, i look for a guy like stophold who's kind of a ground ball guy he pitches the contact i think he will find more success uh with a healthier lineup in the particularly middle infield defense uh and you know if you just glance at his era and his numbers you may not be super impressed but I think those things will improve now with uh, better defense. Um, If you look on the other side of it, uh, Casey Kelly, he's a guy that's kind of been uh, not living up to expectations this year. He was one of the better pitchers in the league last year. Uh, Now, one of the things he's been on record of saying is that the uh, quarantine period when he entered Korea uh, really really disrupted his uh, kind of preseason training routine. He got off to a slow start. And, uh, I mean, the numbers suggest that, he is right on the money because over his last seven starts, uh, he's worked six innings uh, in all of them, a minimum of six innings, and he's had a 3.80 ERA. So it seems to be a guy that is getting stronger as the uh, season has gone along um, and is someone that I would potentially look to get behind in, in the future. Um, you know, when you watch him, he has pretty good stuff, a uh, better 90-mile-an-hour fastball, has a really good curveball. Uh, And as a guy who's pitched at a high level uh, here uh, in North America, so he should be able to be successful in this league. Um, I guess another reason to like him uh, tomorrow is that he had his best start, arguably, of the season against Hanwha. Uh, I think he struck out 10 over six innings. Um, If you look at his stats, he's a guy who does get some strikeouts. I think he averages about seven strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, and then if you look at Hanwa, uh, they're among the league leaders in strikeouts. So I guess if you're looking at it from a DFS perspective, uh, might be a, a guy who could be in for some success tomorrow. and Pick up some strikeouts, uh, which you know is obviously going to get you more points uh, for your lineup. Um, the other thing I guess that would point toward that is Hanwa is actually last in the league hitting off right-handed pitching. They're hitting only 235. Right. Uh, so. I mean, there's a lot of uh, stats that point toward uh, Kelly perhaps being successful tomorrow. Um, I, I would look, if I'm previewing this game, for the, the early innings to maybe be a little bit more low-scoring. A uh, couple of things support that. The game is played at the uh, Jamsil Stadium in uh, Seoul, which is the stadium that the uh, Twins and Bears share. It's a pitcher's park, uh, so anytime you're in a pitcher's park, um, you might get some of those long outs that die on the warning track. Uh, the injuries to the LG key hitters, um, you know, is definitely going to hurt their their depth and ability to do damage. And I guess anytime you've got Hanwa, uh, you're not counting on them probably to explode offensively. So uh, at least in the early innings, I I, I would favor the pitchers. Uh, again, when the bullpens get in there a little bit later, particularly Hanwa's, who has um, you know on their seventh game of the season, uh, they may perhaps uh, struggle. So that's definitely something I would look out for in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on a, almost the exact same uh, mindset here um, as you are. Uh, Casey Kelly's my number one pitcher tonight. And I had uh, talked a lot about him the first four or five weeks of the season. And I saw the same information. And, and I also saw an interview. They, he really had a difficult time transitioning uh, and when he first came over. He lost a lot of time. He didn't get his workout in. There were some communication issues. Then his family came over. They were quarantined. So, I mean, he just was a, a mess that first three or four weeks and was totally out of it. And if you've watched him, his last specifically three or four outings, like you say, even maybe going back deeper, he, it's been a, a consistent progression. So I love that. I love the ballpark. I love the fact that he's going against Hanwa. I mean, that's worth a lot right there. And so, you know, just everything to me uh, points uh, to, to Kelly having a great game here. And I think he bears down because I like the under here. It's eight and a half, which is the lowest and very low for for uh, KBO with the bullpens. But I think it's going to be an old fashioned pitch, pitchers duel uh, to some extent. I can see a four one kind of game going. And I just think Kelly gets the upper end of that. I think there's going to be a lot of people, Freddie, that that stack some of these lefties from LG thinking, OK, we got a righty. Let's get them in there. Well, unf- you know, for those folks that don't realize it, Sophold's tough as hell against lefties. So, yeah. you know, considering the banged up twins, I just I don't like anybody on that side of the ball either. So for me, it's going to be all the way with Casey Kelly and monster fate of all the hitters in this game.
2: Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a smart strategy. Uh, going to your comment about the full game total, that's uh, something I've talked about on Twitter a little bit too. Uh, the 8.5 is a dangerous one just because these guys could control the game early, even you know go seven innings, two runs each, but the bullpen can get in there and wreck that uh, under pretty quick. So uh, we talked about it last time. If, if I was going to bet this game tomorrow and you did like the under, I would take the first five under, which is probably going to be 4.5. Uh, at least, again, you can control who's going to be on the mound, and if yeah. these guys if these guys show up with their uh, their best stuff, uh, you know, chances are it'll be a tough on tough going for the hitters. So that'd be just a, a quick comment on anyone looking to bet on the KBO. The eight point fives, I would 100 percent stay away from just because uh, <laughs> the bullpens are they wreck them. So you gotta have you gotta have a set
0: to do it, man. But That's I right. got the set. I'm ready. Yeah. And Good you know luck. what I what I may do is go the first four and a half, and then the full game as well, just in case I, the bullpen blows and I got it. But here's yeah. the thing. I think I think the Twins win this game. And yeah. so you, at least you don't have to play that bottom of the ninth. That helps yeah. on the over-unders. Yeah, that, so. That's
2: certainly a good comment. Yeah.
0: So all of that saying, as excited as I am, 36% chance of rain makes me a nervous wreck. All right, let's go to game two. This one has a much better chance of playing. It's the KT Wiz 31, 31, and 1. How's that? Against the NC Dinos, 41, 19, and 2. Uh, we have Mr. Despagne at 6 and 4 with a 4.07. And Jay Hock Lee, 3 and 5 with a 5.88. And then as far as our MyBookie.ag up-to-the-minute odds on this game, we've got the N- uh, NC as a underdog at home. You don't see that too often. So you got KT Wiz 129 favorite uh, on the Despaigne Des, Des, uh bandwagon, but the over/under is 10 and a half in this game. So interesting line with the over/under. It just doesn't something doesn't seem kosher there. What do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, I guess first to comment on the over/under ten and a half. I feel is uh, kind of factoring in the bullpens maybe later on, um, and the NC starter. That I'll get to in a second. Uh, both bullpens actually, even though we said they're they are still the two worst bullpens in the league. They've had a pretty good weekend, um, so that leads me to believe perhaps if you're looking at the full season as the sample size, that perhaps they're in for some negative regression tomorrow in exactly. the late innings. Me, um, I agree. Yeah. Um, if you look at the starting pitching matchup to is a guy who is among, uh, the harder throwers in the league for starters, 93, 94, his fastball, uh, a lot of sync to it. Uh, he likes to work the corners. Um, he's a guy who has been kind of up and down. You know what I mean? He's, he's on a really good run now. I think over his last uh, three starts, he's only, uh, given up five runs and 20 and two thirds innings. Um, He's faced NC, I believe, twice. Neither start has been bad, but neither start has been spectacular either. I think the first time it was five innings, three runs. The next time it was six innings, four runs. So, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a guy who he generally does get touched up a little bit uh, because I, I feel his off-speed uh, arsenal isn't quite elite. So uh, once the hitters get on the fastball a little bit, um, they can kind of have some, have some success. Um, the big story with him um, throughout the season was his desire to pitch on four days rest. Now that's very common in the MLB. Uh, it's not so common in the KBO. Generally they go on five days rest over there. So we actually sat down with his manager and said, listen, I'm more comfortable on four days rest. It's what I've done throughout my career. I feel stronger on four days rest. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he's kind of like a two-seam sinking fastball type of guy. So right. um, he, he kind of loses control or loses feeling of that uh, on extra rest. So uh, they kind of went with it and said, okay, like you you are our highest paid import pitcher whatever makes you comfortable uh, We're gonna try it and yeah. you know the set the stats certainly support uh, uh, This because over I think it's nine starts on four days rest He has a uh, I think it's a 307 era. So, you know, he's done well on that. Uh, so again, he's on four days rest here I know that doesn't guarantee anything, but you know, when you look at sports, even if you have that mental edge, if you feel better, uh, that's certainly a good place to start from. Yeah, and pitchers, um, pitchers are the biggest head case of anybody. So I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> pitchers and ba- pitchers in baseball and uh, goalies in hockey for sure. There you, you gotta, go. You got to stroke the uh, the mental side of it a little bit. Um, you know, a reason to perhaps uh, believe he's going to give up a few. Uh, we well, can look at the earlier games and saw that the NC lineup did get to him. Left-handed hitters are hitting close to 300 against the Spaniard. So, you know, a couple of guys I may target in this game will be uh, Parkman, who's the leadoff man. I mean, he's a hit machine. Uh, He makes contact. He doesn't strike out at all. He puts the ball in play. Hit a couple more hits today, scoring runs, uh, and he's going to be a guy who I would roster very often because he he plays on one of the highest-scoring teams in the league, and he's always on base. So, I would start there. Nassim Bum is another guy. He carries a little bit more risk because he's just coming back from a – he battled a palm injury. so yeah, he doesn't uh, look right to me, though. No, he, he – uh, I'm not sure if it's a deep bone bruise or whatever it is. He took a couple yeah. of games off there, and they got him back in there today as a DH. Uh, now, he didn't uh, – or sorry, yesterday as a DH. He didn't, like you said, look himself. Um, yeah. But he's always a guy who, you know, is very dangerous. Uh, and has the ability to, uh, you know, leave the yard in any uh, game he's playing in. So, you know, if you're going to roster him, realize he might carry a little bit more risk than usual, but, um, you know, given the span they splits against lefties, he might be a guy to look at. Um, another guy for NC, uh, Nogin up, their shortstop. He's been on a good run lately, a couple of homers uh, earlier the week in the key room series, and he's had a decent weekend. He's probably going to be a guy that's less owned, a little bit cheaper option, so he would be another guy. Um the other guy I would potentially look at here, uh, he doesn't hit from the left side, uh, but he cleans up generally uh, or hits fifth, depending on what roster lineup construction they want to go with, is uh, uh, Yang Yujie, their catcher. Uh, he's actually had good success against Spaniard this year. He's two for two with a double and a homer. So. You know That may play into your decision-making if you like to go on past performance. Um, yeah. So those would be maybe the four guys I would look at for NC. Uh, this is certainly one of the games where I don't favor the pitchers as much. I'm not expecting a pitchers duel here. So if you're trying to uh, load up a lineup, this will be one of the two games that we'll go through that I would be looking for some hitters. Um, looking at the other side of the uh, Diamond there and uh, uh the NC starter, he is the kind of definition of your middle-of-the-road starter, you know, your three, four, five starter. i probably put him as like a prototypical 4, 5 starter uh, in the KBO. Uh, when you watch him, he doesn't really have any dominant pitch. Um, he's very inconsistent. Some games he may give you a good outing, you know, 6 innings, 3 runs, that sort of thing. Uh, but there's other outings when he gets hit really hard. Um, <clears throat> one of the stats, going back to that FIP stat in off 5.4, that tells me that he's a guy that – other teams can get to. Okay. So um I will be looking to certainly target uh some of the KT bats here. Another reason why I would, why I would do that is because uh Lee's strikeout rate is really low. It's definitely below average. I think it's around Is yeah. it? Uh, it's averaging about 5.8 Ks per nine innings. Uh now why that will be important in this matchup is <clears throat> the Wiz really struggle with strikeouts. They're tied for first right now in the league. So if a pitcher doesn't have the ability to exploit that weakness, chances are they're going to be more likely to get hit. Um, so that would be a kind of a, I guess, if you're breaking down a pitcher versus a certain lineup, uh, a split there that I would think does not favor him. Um, another one I would be looking at is uh, left-handed batters are hitting uh, about 300, 300 sorry, off uh, him this season. Um, now KT obviously has some uh, dangerous left-handed bats. You have uh, Rojas, obviously, who's under consideration for any DSF, uh lineup every night. No- every night, uh, sure. and obviously you have uh, Bath cocaine. Now both of these guys kind of had a quiet Saturday, uh, and I, you know, personally like going with guys who perhaps are coming off a, uh, you know, a little bit of an underwhelming performance because they have a very high pedigree and their season-long splits and their season-long performance, uh, you know, shows that they're a good bounce-back bet. Uh, The last thing I'll point out in this game, why I like those two guys in particular, uh, they're both hitting well over 300 against right-hand pitching, and they both have a bunch of home runs, I think, like 9 and 11 versus right-hand pitching. And Jahak Lee has a, I think it's a 1.3 home run per nine rate, so he gives up a bunch of home runs. Uh, So if you're looking at two of those guys who do uh, hit a bunch of homers and um, they have a good matchup here tomorrow, Plus, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, I feel like both bullpens are probably going to get touched off a little bit in the later innings tomorrow. Um, Jahak Lee is a guy who I look at. I put a ceiling maybe on five, six innings. So you're going to get, uh, you know, two, three innings out of the NC bullpen. And Despany is a guy who sometimes isn't super efficient. He does struggle uh, with deeper counts, sometimes with walks. So if, if that rears its ugly head tomorrow, he could be out after five or six, and then you're getting, uh, you know, two, three innings of KT bullpen. So, this is a game where I, I like runs to be scored, and I think the 10.5 number is pretty good. Uh, if I was going to bet it, which I'm not sure if I'm going to do yet, I would probably go with the uh, the over just because I feel like uh, each team is going to get to each starter, and then they're going to be able to add some runs on late. Great, great stuff, man. Um,
0: I'm with you on the KTW Bats. That is my favorite stack of the night. Uh, I know that's not going to be the most owned stack on the card by any stretch. So I like being a little contrarian there. I love one through four. I like uh, Joe, Huang, Rojas, and Kang. I like paying up for Rojas and Kang here. I mean, I can see them both going deep. I really do. I think, you know, uh, like you said, Lee has given up eight homers already this year, and he does leave the ball over the plate, and those guys can make him pay the price. So, I, you know, I really like what I think will be just a fairly owned Uh, Stack from KTW. People don't like to stack against the Dinos, but I think these guys will hit them. I really do. And then a couple of things I want to mention on the NC Dinos guys. The two guys you mentioned, you know, Sungbum Na, 5,500 and 1,600 on, or 16 dollars on Fanduel, just way too much for me right now with him not being 100 percent. In my opinion, he's not. And then uh Yang it's one of those different site type of things. He's mm-hmm. 5500 uh you know most expensive catcher on DraftKings but you can get him as a steal for 12 bucks on FanDuel where I think he's a great play tonight cuz yeah. he does have recency against against Despaigne. So uh you know Despaigne can get it when he's hot and he's throwing that ball you yeah. know he almost gets it to the mid 90s he can be troublesome uh, you know, I'm not gonna roster him as a pitcher just because of the depth of that dinos uh order, you know, with Kwan No and Kang at the bottom, seven, eight, nine. It's pretty damn good. So uh for me it's gonna be KT stack. Um stay away from the pitchers. And I'm with you. If I did play the game, I'd play the over. All right, dude, let's hit three, 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 third game, low giants, 29 and 32 against the Samsung Lions, 34 and 30. For the Giants, we have Disco Dan Straley, 3 and 2, 2 2.08. He has been steady as a rock. He and Brooks have been my two mainstays all year. And uh, he's just been so solid and consistent. Definitely a pros pro pitcher. Uh, David Buchanan is eight and three, which is very interesting, Uh, 3.50 ERA. This game only has a 6% chance of rain. So it has the best, by far, chance to play uh, than any other game on the slate. And we we have to get at least two of these games to go to keep our our, our slate open. So I think we'll get there. But, you know, this is the safe play. But I'll tell you this. Everybody in this game is probably going to be a little over-owned because this, again, is the safe game. And for people that are going to set their lineups, they're going to probably use a lot of guys from this game. So just something to be aware of because that always, you know, makes me not want to play them as much. All right, the, the odds on the game from mybookie.ag, uh, Lote Giants, a slight 125 favorite at Samsung. So it's going to be, according to Vegas, a competitive game. And this is the other eight and a half. And yeah. it deserves to be with those two arms out there. So give us the, the Freddie breakdown on this baby
2: yeah i guess a few things uh if you're looking at samsung again they're still without uh, import hitter tyler Saladino. you know got a, a back issue and now yeah. they haven't really missed them they've been hot they're one of these teams uh they're in that cluster in the middle of the league there you know four five six seven that are very streaky when they get hot they're probably not a team you want to go against and then when maybe they drop a couple they're a good team maybe to bet against or go against stack against dff but right now i think they've won five in a row so they're, they're on one of those um, good runs again. Now they're going to be in tough tomorrow because obviously uh, Straley has been arguably the best pitcher in the league. Uh, I put out a little poll on Twitter today just to kind of gauge uh, yeah. what, people, what people were thinking. I voted of. for Koo, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, after the, after this morning, uh, I mean, he was phenomenal. Uh, I think I, I watched the first inning and then I tweeted out right away that it was going to be a long day for KT. Uh, I, I noticed a, a huge difference in his uh, just the life on his fastball and the sharpness on his slaughter. That, uh, he, he effectively got a week off because when they started him the last Sunday in that monsoon, which never should have started, uh, he only had to throw 35, 40 pitches, and then they just let him rest the full week. So I think that's something that they're going to take note of and probably give him some rest throughout the season because they need him to be fresh to uh, come playoff time and he's a guy that the uh, the media and Cree are still doubting whether he can do it later in the season because he hasn't really done it yet. He's still a young guy, and I think his maximum innings are around 140. But uh, just watching him today, uh, I mean, those hitters, so didn't have, those hitters didn't have a chance. He, has, he had his fastball up to, uh, I think, 92. He's been sitting at 88, 89 the last couple of weeks. So if he gets his fastball in the low 90s to go with his slaughter, um, I mean... Hitters in that league have very little chance. You know, he's
0: he's one of the only guys that has the movement on his pitches like a major league pitcher, and I think if he does, if he proves himself and able to finish this season strong, I think you may see may see him in the MLB.
2: Yeah, I think uh, within a couple of years, he's still a young guy, so I think uh, teams are gonna maybe see how he handles a full season because he did battle some injury issues last year um but i'm sure he's getting a lot of attention from front offices in the mlb right now and uh you know depending on his contractual uh obligations and that sort of stuff uh i would certainly expect him to be one of uh, someone asking that question actually today on twitter who do i think from the league we may see he'd certainly be one guy that i think will get a shot Uh, we'll see how it goes i think uh in order for him to have success uh over here he would need to get consistently in that low 90s range uh, for his fastball Uh, because if you're, if you're sitting at 88, 89, 90 in the MLB, uh, even if your slaughter is, um, you know, elite, you know, hitters are probably still going to get to you. So,
1: uh,
2: yeah, great performance by him today, but, uh, going back to Straley, uh, I mean, he's been dominant virtually every game I've seen. He had some early season struggles and I think it might go back to what we are talking about with Kelly earlier, like all these guys, preseason routines and throwing programs and, uh, You know, preseason games to kind of uh, knock the rust off wasn't the same this year. Uh, He battled, like, command. Like, there's some starts there where he walked three, four, five guys. But, you know, in the last six weeks, he's been virtually untouchable. Um, You know, last week, I think it was eight scoreless innings against, uh, I think it was LG, two hits. Uh, I mean, it it was complete domination all the way through. Uh, He's already had success against this Samsung team. Uh, I think in one start, it was uh, six and a third scoreless um the next time they faced um he went seven and third gave up four runs but if you look deeper into that one they all came in the eighth inning when he was perhaps a little bit tired they're trying yeah. to stretch stretch him out there and i mean i can't blame the manager if he was on the mound i would have a hard time going and getting him as well so uh he's a guy where you expect him to be good tomorrow going back to this eight and a half line uh and you know another stat um he's been great in his um uh, on the road as well so I mean he's, he's been great anyway you could put him uh, in a backyard and he will be uh, you know a favorite to dominate the hitters so I mm-hmm. certainly I, I certainly can't find any reason to fade him tomorrow I would probably expect him DFS wise to be one of the most highly owned pitchers but I, I guess he's also one of the most expensive as well so if you're gonna roster him you're gonna have to uh, pay off but I mean similar to uh, Changmo today uh, if you don't have him, you you run the risk of having a guy put up a great deal of points and maybe put you up behind the eight ball. So definitely a, a pretty good matchup, I think. And um, you know we'll see how it plays out. The other side of it, Buchanan is a guy who has been great lately. Uh, I think over his last three starts, he's only given up two runs. Uh, but I like him. He yeah he, he he does have a few stinkers. If you look at it, if you followed him all year, when he gets hit, he tends to get hit really hard. Yeah. Um, but he gives no, up too but, many.
0: He can give up some homers too.
2: Yeah, he, he, I guess he's a guy when he uh, doesn't quite have the sharpness to his uh, breaking ball. Um, he gets hit around a little bit. Uh, I do like him. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he's been fairly consistent late, lately. Um, the yeah. FIP number, I guess, will be a bit concerning. It's four point six seven uh, compared to his three point four eight ERA. So that tells you maybe he's been a little bit lucky, um, but. Again, I think maybe some of that might be skewed based on a couple of those performances where he got hit really good I think a start there we gave up eight runs another one might have even been 10 Uh, so yeah. he's had a couple of stinkers in there which are gonna cause your stat line to look maybe a lot worse than uh, He's been and if you're just going on his recent form, which is a lot of times what you need to do He's been yeah. among the best in the league. Um Another stat I, I guess maybe to consider against him here is he's struggled a little bit more. So at home, uh, he has a 4.53 ERA in his home park uh, versus just over one on the road. Uh, I guess one thing, one thing to consider <clears throat> with any of the Samsung pitchers, uh, and it's something that I've been following is their splits home and road because the, uh, the park there in Diego and Samsung is, um, is more of a hitter's park. So, uh, I guess some of those uh, balls that get up in the air they tend to leave the yard a little bit more often, um, so it'll be something to keep in mind. Uh, I don't know if it'll keep me away from Ross Raymond tomorrow uh, because uh, he's facing Lote, who again, as I mentioned the other day, is a uh, right-hand heavy lineup. Um, hmm. They have generally seven right-hand bats in the in the lineup. He's held, held right-handed batters to a 2.41 average, uh, so he, he's had pretty good success against uh, righties. Uh, I think a big reason why is a pretty sharp curveball, um, which I think can keep him off balance and he's a nasty yeah. pitch to uh, put him away. He's not a big strikeout guy, uh, but he, you know, he works both sides of the plate. Um, he has a lot of experience. He knows how to pitch. So uh, I'd certainly favor Australia. I don't know how you could not, based on how he's looked throughout the season. But yeah. I get how, I get why the line is so close. I mean, Samsung has been hot. The uh, has been hot. Uh, So I could certainly see the game in terms of a winner going either way. Uh, But I would definitely have a hard time rostering many of the bats from this game because, uh, you know, generally I think pitchers are going to control it and the hitters may only get three at bats in some cases because I I don't see many big innings. But, you know, uh, like today, uh, when people thought there were going to be a lot of runs in the run, maybe there will be a ton of runs tomorrow. So uh, we, we will see, I guess. Absolutely.
0: Um, I'm with you exactly on this game. I mean Straley's gonna be in all my lineups. <clears throat> he's very yeah. affordable. I mean he's he's almost a thousand dollars cheaper than Koo was last night. So you can put Australian in, in Draftkings at ninety four and Casey Kelly's only eighty two. So you know you you can take those two guys and still have over four, thousand per player for hitting. So, I, you know, that to me is the strongest play. Now, let me tell you this. This is a strategy that I like to use occasionally, uh, and it works. It really does. I like to roster both pitchers from the same team at times. I know you're giving up the win and, you know, quality start possibilities and all these things, uh, and, you know, the bullpens aren't great. There's reasons to go against it, but if you get a 2-1 or, Two nothing game or three, one, whatever, with a bunch of strikeouts, and you know you can, you cannot go wrong there. Now, uh, what I will say is this, I do favor Kelly and Straley. However, if some of these games rain out, don't okay. be afraid to roster both of these pitchers of your two guys on Draftkings because it's it it works. I've won with that double double pitcher. A line. So keep that in mind. I'm going to be watching the weather on that. FanDuel. I've been raging all week about it. Has no clue what they're doing with the pricing. Uh, Twenty four dollars for the low tape pitching, which is one of the cheapest in the entire league. They just aren't paying attention wow. to what's going on. So I mean, he's. You have to. If you don't play him on FanDuel, you're you're not. You know, you're not thinking about it correctly because. opens up all kinds of dollars for you for your hitting. Plus, even if he just has an okay outing, it's a blocker because I'm telling you, all the other sharks are going to have him on FanDuel. At that value, with his recency, it's just a lock and load. So different strategies per site. I like him on both. No brainer on FanDuel and keep an eye on the weather cuz i think both these pitchers are in play and i'm monster fade on all the hitting. Ready for game 4? Yes sir. Tucson Bears 37 and 26, Young Ha Lee with a 3 and 5, 5.86. Kia Tigers 33 and 28 with Minwoo Lee 4 and 4 with a 5.15 ERA. My bookie line right now is Deuce on a road favorite 156, the over/under 10 and a half, so it's the co-biggest number on the board. Uh, so very interesting here. Uh, and this game, by the way, is the 21% rain game, so a little more favorable there. Um, is this is this the game we're going to pick on uh, the the pitchers and and you know rake up some hitting?
2: I think so. Yeah, this was the other game I mentioned of the two games. This would be certainly the one I would uh, favor going into probably be the highest scoring. Um, you know, an I- an interesting stat though. Uh, we talked about the other day how you know Dusan had all these great uh, hitting splits on the road. They're still first in batting average, yeah. and the o- the over right now is twenty three ten and one in Dusan road games. He nice. has up. A- Kia has all these great home-hitting splits, and the over is 20-10-1 now in Kia home games. So you would think coming into the series that you may have some high-scoring games. Uh, it's funny. They, they played at the uh, pitcher-friendly Jamsil Stadium earlier this season, and I think the average run total was 14.7 runs per game out of the three games. Wow. So, you know, the teams hit there. They've played now five times in Kia and Guangzhou, and all the games have gone under. I think the highest total uh, was today. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a little bit funny Weird. to, uh, you know, look at the splits and inside. So that show goes back to the point we made at the start, the unpredictability of it all. Uh, sure. But looking at this one again, uh, I think. Two of the weaker pitchers on the slate are going in this game. Uh, and another point, uh, just going back to what I said earlier, too, Key is one of the teams who is in their seventh game. now. They've had a great bullpen. They've performed well. They're first in the league now in bullpen area. And I think they arguably had the deepest bullpen um, in the league, which is a big reason why they found success. But, again, you're looking at set, seven games, uh, no days off. Uh, they've had some high-usage days in there. They may be a little bit more successful tomorrow. Um, because Min Wu is a guy who, you know, for the most part is not going to be a guy that's going to go out there and throw seven or eight innings, you know, a good outing for him. A lot of times has been five or six. Um, I'll start talking about Young Ha Lee. Uh, this is a big start for him. Um, you know, people should know that one of their big starters in Port Chris and he took a long drive off the foot earlier this week and fractured a bone. So he's yeah. going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, that, they crushes, were all, that crushes yeah. them, man. Yeah, they were already without uh, Lee Young Chan, who was uh, – you know, he wasn't an elite starter, but he was a guy at the back end of their rotation who was an innings eater, a veteran guy. So they're down two guys now, uh, and Flexon obviously being one of their key guys. In this league, if you look around, if you are, start losing your import pitchers, things can go south pretty quick because the depth in terms of the Korean-born domestic pitchers isn't isn't so high. Uh, so Young-ha Lee was a guy they actually counted on um, and thought of very highly coming into the season. He had a great year last year, seventeen and four, three point six four ERA. Again, twenty-two years old. So they, a lot of people I know, media over there were looking at him to continue ascending as one of the top uh, domestic pitchers. But it really hasn't worked out that way so far. You know, you look at his stats: five point eight six ERA, one eighty-three WHIP, and that's big, the big one. Huge that, that's, whip. Yeah, that's the big thing there. He's uh, He's struggled all year with command. There's been games there where he just cannot throw a strike. Uh, he's gotten a little bit better over his last four starts, but he's still a guy who uh, is very difficult to trust. Uh, when you watch him, uh, you're going to notice a, a very nice split finger. Uh, you know, he, he can make the ball fall off the table very nicely if he gets up and count. But the problem is he struggles to get off ahead in the count. So hitters a lot of times can uh, remove that pitch from their mind and kind of sit on the softer fastball and can do a lot of damage there. Um if you're looking at the walks, if he kind of does struggle with command tomorrow, uh, key is third in the league, league in walks. So they're a team that uh, manager Matt Williams, once he took over this year, yeah. who you P. know a lot, of, yeah, a lot of a lot of people who probably watch this or you know our uh, members at least know that name. You know, former San Francisco Giants. He, he he went in there and he he brought a more of a North American approach. You know, work the count. Uh, you you do see more of a. Uh, you know, a power approach too with the middle of their lineup, but they like their uh, the top of the lineup guys and the guys hitting in the seven, eight, nine to work that count, try to get on base and turn the lineup over. So, you know, if uh, Young Hyun Lee struggles with command tomorrow, no I don't think they'll have any issues waiting him out. Um, another thing, you know, a concern. I, I never like backing pitchers who don't necessarily have this swing and miss stuff. Like he's only his career strikeout per nine is only five point nine Ks per nine, that's and terrible. that's it. And that's exactly what it is this year. So he's yeah, the a guy who, rate
0: is. Yes, yeah.
2: he's it's, a guy who doesn't miss bats, which again, as DFS wise, he'd be another guy I would never roster. Even though he plays with Dusan, he's probably going to get some wins. Um, he, the walks uh, and the you know the contact that the loud contact that he's probably going to give up, it, it would be concerning to me. Um, another reason maybe not to like him here uh, is it's obviously being played in Kia, and he's struggled on the road this year. He's a, almost a seven ERA. Uh, through, I think it's six, uh, road starts. Yikes. Now, I, I guess, uh, the point that the other side of it, his best start of the season did come against, uh, Kia, but it was at Jamsil stadium. I think he threw, uh, six scoreless innings. Uh, so he does maybe have some good, uh, mental side, you know, some good feel feelings going into facing that lineup. But, uh, again, it happening on the road. I'm not sure, if, um, I would be looking at him as a pitcher to trust more. Um, Another stat, uh, the last stat for him is he's really struggled with uh, left-handed batters. Uh, they've hit around uh, 350 against them. So I mean, anyone familiar with the Kia lineup knows right in the middle there you got Preston Tucker, who has had great splits at home and great splits off right-handed pitching, and you got Choi Hong Wu, who's their DH, who's another guy who hits well at home and hits right-handed pitching very well. So if you're going to start a Kia stack, I would start with those two and uh you know work your way up from there uh you know Najee Wan who generally cleans up for them the left fielder uh he's he is right-handed but um he's a guy again with great home splits and if you're gonna go all in with Kia and look for a stack I mean I would certainly go with the two three four three four five guys depending on which lineup they go with that's where they hit uh and I mean you can look at the rest of their lineup maybe roster uh other guys as well um so there's certainly a team I like. Uh, I think it's going to be a big start for young Ha Lee. I'm not sure if he's going to feel any extra pressure knowing that Flexen is out. The team is really counting on him here to eat innings and step up. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think he's going to be in tough because, um, you know, Kia uh, has been quiet the last couple of days. So I feel like this is a spot where um, some runs are going to score. Um, on the other side of it, uh, Minwoo Lee, uh, He's, he's been, you know, one of the better, uh, more trustworthy uh, back end of the rotation starters. Um, he, again, not a dominant guy. He he gets the job done. We'll put it that way. You know what? He, he doesn't have too, too many stinkers. But when you look at his overall arsenal, you know, he's generally sitting around 87, 88 mile an hour fastball. He has an okay curveball. Um, but, again, nothing that's going to overwhelm hitters. No. Um he has been better in his home park, uh, you know, just under a four ERA. So, you know, he has maybe a level of comfort there. Um, if you're looking at more the peripheral stats, he's only stranded, uh, 60% of runners. So that maybe suggests he's been a little bit unlucky, um, uh, there. So maybe he might positively regress in his favor. Um, he did have one start against Dusan earlier this year, uh, and they got to him a little bit, um, I think they got five runs in six and two thirds innings. Now yeah. the stat the stat line looks like they hit him hard, but if you if you watch that game, if I remember correctly, uh it got into the seventh inning there and I think he'd only given up one. So they got to him kinda late, which again, like we were talking about earlier with Australia, perhaps he was just a little bit uh tired, his uh you know, fastball and off speed stuff flattened out a little bit, and against the Duke sign lineup, I mean uh you're gonna be in trouble if um, you know, your pitches stop having that extra bit of life. So um uh, He's a guy who, uh, again, I I don't look at as a dominant guy. So, if it's a guy I'm going to go against uh, on this slate, he will be one of the guys I would target. Uh, I guess the last stat with him is left handed batters have hit almost 300. I think it's around 290. Uh, So, again, everyone who I'm sure in the DFS industry has followed Doosan, they have a very left hand heavy lineup, uh, generally seven guys, and a lot of them are very dangerous. Uh, So, I would certainly be looking at some Doosan guys, too. I mean, anytime you go with Doosan, you have to start with uh, Jose Fernandez. He's one of the best pure hitters in the league. Um, uh, Ojail uh, hits three. Again, another guy who has a lot of power, can do a lot of damage. Uh, I think he almost homered today. I was watching the game, and then he hit an opposite field double off the wall. Uh, Kim Jee-wan usually hits uh, in the um, four hole for them. And I would even look at uh, a right-handed bat like Kierkeung Min. I mean, he's, he's let off with him. Sometimes he hits six. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would be looking at Doosan uh, offensively in DFS because uh, even though I do kind of like Min Wu a little bit, uh, if you're looking at the overall slate and who to maybe go against, uh, these two guys would be ones I would target for sure.
0: Well, I'm you know, I'll go one, one step further. I, I think these are the two guys that are uh, the best to stack against on the whole slate. I wouldn't touch either one of them with a 10-foot pole as far as the pitching goes. As far as the hitting, this is where I'm going to probably have almost half of my uh, team built from the hitter side. I like both sides of the ball, um, I think, in play for Deuce on for me. I would go all the way one through seven, believe it or not. I like Park, yeah. Fernandez, Oh Kim, Cha, Her, and J1 Oh. Even in the seven-hole, the lefty. I just, yeah. I think all those guys. You could stack any any combination of them. And then um, I'm with you on the Kia side. I want to focus focus on two, three, four, and five. I want Tucker, Cha. Na and you. I think those, that's the meat of their order. Uh, and you know, for all the reasons you said, this is just a, a nightmare matchup for Lee from the Dusan side because he's got to face these brutal lefties. And uh, and for Lee, I think it's a nightmare matchup for him because he's got to face these brutal lefties from Dusan. And Dusan, you know, I'm telling you, man, I, I didn't know that over under stat. I'm glad you shared that. But, man, for the last three weeks, every show I preach, and if Dusan's on the road, roster two or three guys at least because yeah. they're going to hit. And and Kia's going to hit too. I mean, yeah. I don't think I've watched this kid pitch Lee a couple of times because I faded him initially because of the stuff you said. He's exactly what I read. But he's looked like garbage. I mean, he he's always down 2-0 in the count. He's, yeah. you know, and to face Williams' team – Who's brought to them, you know, take pitches, make them earn it. Like I say, nightmare matchup for these two pitchers. And I think you can build um, the majority of your hitting team uh, from this entire pool of these two uh, teams hitting. Yep. Cool. So I'm right there with you. All right, man. We're in final game. Keyboom Heroes, 38 and 27, SK Wyverns, 20 and 44. Jake Brigham, 1 and 1 with a 4.30 ERA. Xiang, 1 Moon, 2 and 6 with only a 3.25 and to have six losses. Problem 61% rain here. So that translates in MLB to like 122% <laughs> rain chance. So be very wary of this game uh, for sure. And then I'll give you the My Bookie uh, line on this SK game, and it's uh, 149 is all keyboom's favorite. That line shocked me. I, I expected that 175, but it's yeah. 149, and it's uh, nine and a half over under. So um, I'm gonna let you complete this game. I'm just gonna tell you two things real quick. I'm not gonna mess with this game because this is the one what, looking at the map that I don't think is gonna play, but I sorta like Jake Brigham, a little bit, and you got to tell me if I'm crazy, but I'd like to put him in my three or four pitchers I'm going to use in some of my GPPs. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'll just start with a couple of uh, notes on the game first. Um, SK is going to be without uh, Choi Zhuang, which is a three hitter. He's, uh, you know, a guy who has had a lot of history there and who they count on. He's been one of the more reliable hitters. Uh, so that immediately going to your Brigham uh, instincts uh, favors that. Um, uh, the other thing I guess to look out for in this game, which may, uh, explain why Keelum isn't as heavy as favorite as you want, is, uh, the back end of that bullpen that's been, you know, fairly lights out, has worked a little bit over the last few days. I know the closer, uh, Joe Sang Wu, uh, has worked the last two days, so he's probably going to be unavailable tomorrow. I mean, if I'm the manager and this is a team of championship championship aspirations they're probably not going to run him out there three days in a row especially with the off day coming monday and they have played all week too so yeah i mean and not I against would, sk I would, yeah, yeah I, would, I would think he's not in play tomorrow um amu jin who will be the setup man uh he didn't work today but he did work the day before and um you know had a bit of an, a longer outing so he probably is in play but uh, i think that might play into um why they're may, maybe not as big a favorite. I'm not sure if Vegas knows that much about it, but uh, that would certainly yeah. explain it to me. Um, with respect to Brigham, uh, he looked great. I mean, in his return, he missed, uh, I think it was close to seven weeks with that elbow issue, so no one knew really what to expect um, with him. He did have that one future league start. We worked three innings, gave up a couple of runs, but I never put too much weight into those rehab starts because – uh, you know the guys are going out there and they're just trying to go get to their reps You know, they're trying to throw all their pitches get a feel for the fastball the curveball the change up for slaughter And honestly, they care less what their stat line is They just want to get through the the mental hurdle a lot of times of getting over the injury and they want to get you know They're they're working. Uh, so I wasn't concerned at all with that when he came back uh, this week um, and the fact that he worked five innings, I think he threw somewhere in the 80 pitch range, tells me yeah. that he'll probably be unleashed a little bit more here tomorrow if the game 80, goes ahead. 82 pitches,
0: and also right. want to mention, you know, he's he struck out uh, 10, uh, or I'm sorry, let me see, 18 strikeouts in his last four outings, only two since he's come back. But yep. his ratio to strikeouts. That puts him in, in the list for me. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that, right that,
2: that was on my uh, in my kind of brain to talk about because the Walgreens are actually third in the league in strikeouts. And he has, uh, as you mentioned, a high strikeout rate. So, I mean, if you're looking from a DFS uh, point of view, uh, he would be a guy that can potentially uh, rack up some case tomorrow. Uh, and you know, I'm if-
0: thinking probably 91, 92 pitches would be a logical pitch count, which is plenty.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like they'll uh, they'll easily let him uh, go past the 80 mark like he stuck around last time. I guess it depends on maybe uh, the stressful innings, you know, how many jams does True. he get in, that sort of stuff. And I guess they'll play it by uh, field. But if he's strong, I could easily see him getting into the mid-90s, even maybe 100. I don't know if they'll go past 100 because again... Yeah. If he's coming off an elbow issue, and he's a guy who they're counting on to be their co ace with Jokic, I don't All think right. they're going. I don't think they're going to be too crazy. Uh, but he's a guy that I would certainly expect to be able to give you five, six, maybe seven if he can be efficient. Uh, and like you said, he p- can probably rack up some strikeouts, particularly without Zhang in there as one of the more dangerous bats. Um, if you're looking at Brigham, I guess if you haven't seen him pitch before, he's one of the top pitchers in the league last year. Has some experience uh, over here in MLB organizations. Um, you know, he, he gets his fastball up there to 92, 93. He's touching that mm-hmm. there uh, Tuesday in his return. His best pitch, I think, is his curveball. Uh, so that, Yeah, like, the, the Korean hitters don't see a whole lot of these plus um, off-speed pitches. You know, curveballs, uh, slaughters. I mean, you look at how KT reacted to Mo's slaughter today. I mean, it, they yeah, just don't They don't up, see it. You no, know, the spin rate is so high. Uh, that they just don't have a chance, right? They can't and, recognize and then it. it, it. And
0: makes his 91-mile-an-hour fastball look like it's 98 when you follow yeah. that up from a curveball.
2: That's right. So anytime you get a lot of these import guys out there with uh, particularly plus off speed pitches, you get some funny swing and misses. Uh, and Brigham's a guy, too, with his fastball. It has a lot of sync to it, so you'll see a lot of ground balls. Um, so, again, I like him tomorrow. If you're planning on going with him, I don't think you need to be worried about his, um, his injury status or being uh, – you know, on a certain pitch count, I think he's a guy who can have success and uh, likely will, you know, put up some points. Uh, on the other side, uh, Moon Sung Wan is actually one of my favorites uh, in the KBL. Um, you know, he's he's a guy who doesn't get a whole lot of respect maybe from the general public because you look right away and you see that win-loss record uh, yeah. and you say, ah, you know, he's not a guy I want to go with. But if you look huh. at his stat- if you look at his stats, he, he's been great. I mean, if you watch him too, he's a consistent guy. He throws yeah. strikes, he doesn't walk anyone like anytime I'm gonna bet on a game or I am going to uh, you know if it was gonna be DFS I would be looking for pitchers who don't beat themselves first and foremost. so nice. I'm looking for guys, I'm looking for guys with low walk rates because if you're if you're gonna put guys on like young ha Lee, then the earned runs can come with one hit versus put stringing together two or three. Right. I'm so, with you. Uh, somehow how do you um, manage losing six games with only an ERA yeah, just uh, over three? Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would never – that's the thought of it. Anytime I bet on him, I bet as an, an, an under, you know, a, a first five yeah. under, that sort of thing, which is probably how I'd look in this game if I was going to bet it again. Uh, you you can't trust Steve Wyvern's offense to uh, – give him any support and that's he's he's been among the uh least supported pitchers in the league with respect to wrong support so that kind of explains okay. win loss record uh i mean some of his stats he has a 3.61 fit, uh, fip so that tells you you know he's sure. been really good uh 65 to 19 strikeout at the walk ratio uh so that's uh a pretty high strikeout rate and then uh, anytime you look at key one there their team has a very similar approach to uh a lot of teams here in the MLB. They like the long ball. Uh, they have a lot of swing and miss. They're they're tied with KT actually for the most strikeouts in the league. So they're yeah. a team too that if a pitcher has some swing and miss stuff and can get the strikeout, they're a team that uh, you know can be had in that way. Uh, he's faced Keelum, I think it's twice. Uh, I, I believe one start it was six and a third scoreless. The other start they got him a bit, but it was earlier in the season. I think it was four yeah. and a third, four runs. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um He's been equally as effective versus left-handers and right-handers. I think he's held uh, left-handers to a 54 average and a right-handers to two nineteen average. So, I mean, that shows you who has stuff that plays. Uh, um, pretty good fastball. He, he, he even kind of uh, outguns Chang Mo a little bit. That was kind of the big talk in the Korean media that uh, even though he's a little bit older, he uh, he was getting his fastball up there in 1991, um, and he has a pretty good off-speed arsenal, you know, a nice curveball. And a changeup that helps them uh, keep left-handed bats at bay. So he's a guy I really like. Um, you know, anytime you're going against the Kiwi offense, they can explode at any time. So I would never pick SK to win, even though he's in my mind they're ace. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just a team that doesn't win. You know, they're like like bad teams in any sport. They find ways to lose. Um, yeah. So I mean. Going from a DFS perspective, it would be hard for me to roster many bats here. I, I wouldn't roster uh, too many if you want a one-off, I guess, a guy here or there. I mean, you look at Kiwum and Jung Hoon Lee. Uh, he's, me, me, uh, one of the best players in the league uh, for Kiwum. Uh, you can you can probably never go around going with him and hoping that he has a big day. Um, the Wyverns are a little bit more from day-to-day. Day. It's hard, especially with uh, Zhang here now. They they have a lot of guys who can do it from day-to-day. Day. You know, uh, a couple of the young guys that I mentioned the other day and even Romack. But um, if I was going to one-off there, I'd probably have to go with Min Minhan. Uh, he's my favorite hitter on their team that recently got him back. But, again, it would be uh, a game where I expect the pitchers to control things early, and then who knows what can happen uh, in the later and incident when in those bullpens get you in know? That's
0: right. You had to get your Jamie Romack Canadian had dude to, in yeah. there, you know, That's right. <laughs> you, you had to do it. You have to
1: No, you know, if,
0: like I said, when I pass it over to you, I'm not touching any sticks in this game. I, I'm going to have him in some GPPs and now I may even sneak moon in a GPP. You may have talked me in at least roster them once, but again, you know, is this game going to play is the million dollar question. Uh, but, I'm spending all my cash in in just a couple of these games on the hitters uh, that I'm focusing on. And, you know, I like this card. I'm just really worried it's going to get jacked up with rain. But, uh, you know, this is like a four-star slate for me if the games do play. So uh, definitely catch us. uh, Go to Mm DFSCoachTalk.com. If you enjoyed this, uh, first of all, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, please, if you're watching on YouTube hit subscribe and give us a like. That really helps us, uh, you know, grow grow the the uh, station, and get more people listening to us. Um, also, um, you can go to dfscoachtalk.com and sign up with a membership for a week, month, or year. And the clock does not start ticking for another 12 days, July 30th. So you get 12 free days on the 30th. We'll have MLB and NBA going, and that's when our memberships are going to get started up. So we've been doing that for like five and a half, six weeks. We felt, you know, we wanted to do that for our members during the shutdown time. And we've had some great success in KBO, and uh, so we want to continue to do that. If you do sign up for the membership, then you automatically get into our Discord, and that's where you're going to find the conversations of really good sports minds like Freddy's and uh, Andrew Hansen, Shane Caldwell, our whole team is in there, uh, the pros, and we're, we're chatting and uh, coming up with ideas, watching weather, posting information. And then, like I say, you know, 30, 40 minutes before lock, we're in there, we will post a full FanDuel lineup, uh, and we will, I may post a FanDuel GPP lineup as well uh, if most of these games play. And then we're going to go uh, premiering our new uh, core group on DraftKings to build around. So, the only way you do that is by becoming a member. So, join us there. You can follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Uh, Mr. Mil- uh, Mills here is at Freddie Mills. That's F R E D D I E M I L L S seven. And then we have Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic and our man, Sugar Shane, at D-E-T Sports Shane. Check us out on YouTube, hopefully, as you're doing now. And uh, if you want to get caught up on some baseball and basketball previews, we have a great library uh, of uh, podcasts in here. So check those out. Instagram, or DFS underscore Coach Talk. And that's it, my man. A quick uh, shout-out to... MambaOn3.org, that's our charity of choice here, all spelled out, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org, a fantastic charity set up by the Brian family. So Freddie, listen, man, you know, you're the best. Like I said the other day, uh, you know, have, stumbling across each other and you and Andrew connecting a lot and getting you aboard with us uh, is just phenomenal uh i'm gonna keep chasing after you to try to get you involved with this in mlb and pga because i think you're uh like i said just a super stud in this stuff so great to have you on the team um i'm sending you out some coach talk gear so you'll be able to come on looking all you know merged looking up
2: forward to it. <laughs> looks good so, it looks good I'm looking forward to it.
0: oh thanks man so thank you so much uh for jumping in today i know it was uh on a, on the a whim we were able to squeeze in so spend the rest of the day with the missus so you don't get in trouble i don't want her mad at me that's so uh I'm, any,
2: bar- uh I'm gonna start the barbecue now and uh all right enjoy steaks the rest of the yeah yes. i think so i think so that's the plan it's So beautiful it's a beautiful evening here so uh i'm hoping to enjoy it for sure
0: awesome any final words on baseball
2: no, uh, definitely looking forward to it tomorrow. A lot of uh, pitchers I enjoy watching. I mean, I'm definitely someone that enjoys uh, watching pitching, uh, growing up as a pitcher. So uh, I'm hoping the rain stays away and I get to watch the games. Uh, you know, certainly good luck to anyone uh, who is making, uh, you know, a lineup tomorrow and uh, certainly wish you all the best.
0: Fantastic. And, again, thanks thanks for joining me today. And, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, this will be out plenty early uh, for everybody to give a good listen tonight. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter or you can jump in our Discord and, and uh, we'll be in there chatting and I'll be in there before lock. So uh, we're off tomorrow. No KBO. So uh, we will be back in here on Monday. Andrew and I will be at the, at the helm for some KBO. So Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy that steak, medium rare, a little salt, a little garlic. You're set to go. Fine. All right, man. Thanks again. And thanks for listening. And we'll look to see you again on Monday when we crush it in DFS.